0: Are you doing, Knock Nation? It's your girl, the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you on this fine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I don't know when you're listening, but you're here on No Ordinary Church Girl. Candy conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's do this, family. Beep beep beep. I like that Indy. I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to tap in. <laughs> um, I got asked from these business people yeah the business people of structure and streamlining systems I'm gonna have fun with news you absolutely can't not use so let's go into it last week's news you most certainly won't use so here's the deal um I had an opportunity to sit down with some folks and, and as you guys know, who've been rocking with me for a little bit, you know, the whole podcasting thing, I'm doing some rebranding and things. And so be on the lookout for that. You know, uh, I'm a busy mother. Okay. So for those of you who are like rocking and rolling and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I'm doing this. I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. That's not my world. <laughs> I have two very busy young men who I adore. They are my gifts. Um, they will forever be my gifts as I pray that I am a gift to them. But let me tell you, they are some prominent young Kings that are doing big things and mama's got to keep up. And that means that mama got to pace what she does when it comes to her own stuff. And I'm okay with that. Like being a parent is sacrificial. So I'm okay with that. I'm good. But So I'm talking to some business consultants, right? And they're telling me what I need to do. And You need to have your intro recorded. So that way you don't have to do it every time. So here's the thing about me. I can appreciate that. And I know it's good for the sake of, you know, if you mess up, you're not feeling yourself that day, blah, blah, blah. But I like being in the room with you guys, you know, in your car, on your Mac or whatever, your phone, whatever it is that you have that you listen to me on, right? I like the authenticity of doing it every single time. I like being able to do my own intro every time, like however it is, whatever it is, I like to do it. And that's just the uniqueness of me. And I'm okay with that. Right. And we're going to talk about that. That's going to be an episode. I'm really excited actually to talk about embracing your uniqueness, because if you don't do you the way you've been created to do you, then who's going to do it? Right someone needs to see you show up the way you show up and that's important but that's that's not what news you absolutely cannot use so you guys know i'm out here trying to get a house are y'all praying for me i just don't believe it you know what if you're praying for me i need you to dm me knock nation tribe that's our instagram dm me or no ordinary church girl on on facebook i don't care wherever you want to go wherever is your favorite place to find me i need you to dm me and let me know you're praying for me because i don't believe you I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling your prayers, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. I got a little excited. But here's the thing. (laughs) This housing market is booty. I'm a Christian and I said booty. And I'm not the first one to say that. I could say something else, but I've been delivered from cussing. (laughs) But but look, guys, like, I'm down to the wire. And I still haven't found my house. But here's what I'm believing, guys. And this is the beauty of faith. I'm believing that I'm going to find my house and my house is going to fit perfect, perfectly for my family, okay? I believe that. I really 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 do we do. And the reason I believe is because the house we're in has mold. Now, I'm going to take you back real quick if you haven't been on the journey with me, let's speed on through. All right, here we go. So, I am living in a house that's a rental. The reason I'm in the house and it's a rental is because when I moved into the school district, I couldn't find a home and enough time to start school. So I had to get a, get an address so that I could get these kids in this school district, which was highly competitive. And it's a great school district. I'm so glad they're there. So much has happened for them since we've been in this school district. Now, here's what I also believe. You guys know my faiths, nor in the church girl. So here's the deal. I believe God put us there. Why do I believe that? This school district nor this city was even on the map of my mind. It wasn't even on the map of places I was looking at. Okay. It just got dropped into my spirit in the conversation. I was like, hmm. Let me, you know, I drive through that space when I'm going on that side of town. Let me check it out. I ended up checking it out, found the house. There it was. Right. So I know God put us there. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I know that. And maybe I'll tell that story again when we get through this um, season of purchasing the house. So I'm not concerned about the fact that we won't find a home. It's just a matter of the when we find the home. Right. I'm not concerned about how it's going to happen. We're not moving out of that school district. That's what I know too. We're we're not going to be in a situation where we have to move somewhere and we are no longer in the school district because God put us there. So this news you absolutely cannot use. I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm convinced now this is going to be the wink before the word. I don't know y'all know I, I come up with stuff I, I'm gonna figure it out okay because this is something that you can use it's about faith and extending your faith and being firm in your faith and honestly there's folks who don't even believe it's gonna happen like you're gonna have to do this you're just gonna have to do that oh my gosh I hope you don't have to move out of the school district next year no I rebuke all of that get that out my face you don't believe what I believe and that's okay because I know that I know that I know we're gonna find our house and you may say Go well, why are you even putting your 60-day notice if you ain't already had a house? Because I found out in December that this house has mold in it. Who's going to stay in a house with mold? Not me. Has the owner came and said anything about what he's going to do about that mold? No, he hasn't. It don't matter. The Lord made me aware. Guess what? We out. I know how God moves in my life, and I know how he pushes and and. If you will say an unction or intuition, how he speaks to me in that manner when it's time to move on. Not that I was going to get comfortable renting, because I'm not going to get comfortable giving anybody that kind of money every single year. That's just ridiculous. Okay. That's not being a good steward, in my opinion, of my money when I could do more. But what I will say is this for me, and for mine and for this house, if you will, we move at the pace of what God sets and I firmly believe we still have time. look there are cl- there are houses that close and then they turn around and do their closing within a week. It's totally possible. I'm not tripping, but here's what I do know. I'm not gonna stress about it either because it's gonna it's it's going to be well. so if you're praying for me, you better be praying for me because if you're not praying for me, paying for me. You're not paying for me, but if you pray for me, <laughs> I will know, but just drop it in my DM. I would so love to hear from you all and just say emoji prayer. I'll take that. You don't even have to tell me any words. You don't have to say anything prolific. When well, praying that the mighty hand of the God will just move swiftly. Like I don't need all that. It's okay. If you do it, it's cool, but <laughs> I don't need all that. Yeah, you can just drop an emoji. and Just say, got you on my mind and I'll, I love you for it. I love you anyway. So there you go. What you got to say about that? That's my news you absolutely cannot use because it is what it is. And I just want to make sure y'all know it's happening. And I look forward to telling you when I get my home. Okay? All right. Other than that, school's over. Not yet. Just kidding. But I'm ready for it to be over because these kids have been running me back and forth, up and down, side to side, like insane. And it's been insane. So there you go keep you posted thank you for allowing me my time of my therapy something else i want you guys to know is that the news you absolutely cannot use is going to turn into some fun things that i find on the internet and what i mean by that is it's just some things that are being said by some prophet liars oh did i say that i'm sorry let me back up that wasn't very christian like i said again some prophet liars because some people are out here cash app and requesting and giving you some weak word okay And, uh, I'm not going to call out their name, but I sure am going to, uh, challenge what they may say. How about that? So I'm looking forward to doing that. So it will be news. You can use, I'm gonna call it a word wink. How about that? We'll see. I don't know. Stay tuned. (laughs) So can we talk about today's topic, dealing with doubt, dealing with doubt? Now, the one thing that I love of and why I'm such a strong follower of Christ, as I'd like to call myself anyway, I work on it daily, is because even though you may doubt him, God still does what his word says. You can doubt me all day long. I'm still going to do it. You can doubt that it's not going to come to pass. I'm still going to do it. You can doubt because it's taking too long. I'm still going to do it. That's how I look. At God's word, when I read things, you know, when He says, "I'll never leave you for, nor forsake you," like He doesn't, you can be doing some booty stuff. Can y'all tell I like that word today? I don't know why I keep using that, <laughs> but you know, seriously, you you could be doing some jacked up stuff. We all know that you, you open your mouth or you think wrong, you sin. So let's just be real: sinning is not something you could just rise and just have a negative thought and you've just sinned. So you, you cannot run from sin. That's the start there. But the thing is, as many times as you offend him, because you do realize that sin is a, an offense to God, right? Every time you sin, he's still there. Every time. Like, you know, you were really working my nerves cold, but I still love you and I'm still here. But you better get that together. Even when I'm doubting that anything he's told me is ever going to manifest. He's still there. Today, I want to talk to you and I want to share with you from the scriptures found in John chapter 20. When I was reading this, and it's been a, a while, honestly, when I first thought of this topic to talk with you guys about, when I first read this, it's the very first thing that came to mind. I said, man, Jesus straight up dealt with Thomas, one of his disciples doubt so at this point in this particular chapter it's it's addressing jesus has went and been crucified right so he allowed he allowed always remember that he allowed himself to be crucified they did not catch him he allowed himself to be caught okay so let's just clear that up in case anybody was questioning that he allowed himself to be crucified he allowed death to hit his human form right now Imagine walking with someone, believing in someone, seeing them do all types of things. There's no way if I'm rolling with Jesus and I'm seeing him heal people and do all these types of wonders and all this crazy stuff. And you're like, man, this dude is bad, right? And then you up there on the cross when I know you can come down on your, your own. Like, you ain't got to stay up there. You literally could command the nails to come out your hands and feet. And you could straight just, like, speak. You die, and the person dies in front of you. Like, you could just, just kill all this. Yet you staying up there. So, So what was that other stuff that I saw? Like, were you just... I don't know, a magician Were you, uh, you know, a warlock, you know, in other words, type of a witch, demonic person. Like, what is this? Okay, just imagine being a part of this insane vision and you see all this stuff happening and then you find out the person's totally corrupt. Some of you may not remember um, this. I don't know, but I'm going to throw it out here. Enron. Uh, if, if you remember the the thing that happened with Enron, like this company just did the most dirtiest of dirtiest to their employees. They lost their 401ks, their pensions, like they did them wrong. Big conglomerate, big company, right? Uh, we've seen big conglomerates be taken down in many different ways because you look at them from one view and then you find out another view and you're like, hmm. Well, I guess it wasn't what I thought it was. This is seemingly what Jesus is dealing with. I want you to think about relationships that you've been in or that you're currently dealing with, be it professional or personal, right? And you saw this individual one way, and then you find out there's some flaws, some major ones or something that they did, betrayal, whatever. And you're like, you're not who I thought you were. You you, you presented yourself one way. I let you into my space. I let you into my life. And you're nothing what I thought you were. Right. That's seemingly what Thomas is dealing with in his head. He's like, dude, disciples, the other team members, if you will, that was with team Jesus. I ain't trying to hear you right now because I seen the man down cross. So as far as I'm concerned, he's not the Messiah. He is not the savior because dude died on the cross like a human person. So I don't believe what you're telling me. Imagine being in um, any type of relationship where there's betrayal, someone lied, someone abused you, and they're trying to win back your trust. Seemingly, that's where Thomas is. I don't trust Jesus. I don't trust this so-called God right now. Or I don't trust that he was who everybody was saying that he was because I rocked with him. I walked this thing out with him and I watched him die. So he can't be who he was claiming to be because he died. He's seen it with his own eyes, right? So he's like, nah, I'm talking to the young kid who maybe has lied to their parents. And now, you know, you, you crying wolf and they're like, nah, I don't believe you. You've lied too much. You've done too much. And maybe you're the person on that side. And the person who has created the offense, the person who has done the betrayal, the person who has let someone down. Right. And you're like. I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and it's just not working. They're not, they're just not going to believe me. I want you to check this out. So I set it up for you. John 20. I'm reading from the easy translation, and we've talked about this before, family. Y'all know how I am. I read from different translations. Doesn't take away from the context. That's why I try to give you background. But I firmly believe read what's going to speak to you because the word is a living word. And so it's going to speak to you however you need it in the moment. All right. So I'm reading the easy translation because I like the way it reads um, for the sake of what we're talking about. So, again, this this is Thomas telling the disciples how he feels about what they're telling like jesus is alive we saw him he's like yeah whatever so the other disciples told him we have seen the lord but thomas said to them i will never that's a strong word never i will never believe that he is alive again unless i myself see him that's strong right somebody betrayed you somebody did something you found out about them and in, in a way that's not how they presented themselves and you're like i'll never trust you again Right. That was what Thomas was saying. Very real feelings. We've all dealt with it. Right. I will never believe that he is alive again unless I myself see him. So you got to do some proving to me, Jesus. Basically what Thomas is saying. Like, nah, just telling me something. Your word is garbage. Like I already went with your word and your word is now garbage to me. You got to show me something. Right. Okay. So then he goes on to say, I want to see the marks of the nails in his hands. I want to touch where the nails were with my finger. I want to put my hand into his side where the spear went in. If I cannot do that, I will not believe. So Thomas was descriptive. He told them, this is what I need to believe. My question to the betrayer, my question to the abuser, my question to the liar, that my question is to the person right now who's dealing with something that you've done that you're trying to bounce back from that you've done you created the offense you know you did you know what you did was was painful you know what you did really hurt that person you know what you did caused the vision to become under question if it's professionally right you know what you did okay and you're dealing with someone who's telling you, like, for me to rock with you, for me to still stay and stand with you, for me to deal with the embarrassment. Because let's be real, when you do things, some way, somehow, things leak out and, and others' perspective is now out there, right? And so I'm going against the world because that's what Thomas is saying. He's like, look, the whole entire country knows that this dude is dead and beyond. And you want me to sit here and go out here and tell people, no, nah, he's alive and well. <laughs> they saw it happen. Nah. If I'm going to do that, if I'm going to rock that hard with you, you're going to have to prove to me some things. I got to see some stuff, right? How many of you have been there? You can't say you haven't, where you put the heat on the person who hurt you. And you're like, you really trying to come back into my company? You're really trying to come back into my family? You're really trying to still build with me? Nah, let me give you a, li- let me give you a list of what you got to do. Okay. That's what Thomas is saying. Now check this out. This is Jesus. So John 20, this is at the 26th verse. Again, easy uh, translation. Eight days after that, the disciples were in the house again. This time, Thomas with them. So this time the disciples like, all right, Thomas, come on. You don't believe our word. So you got to come with us and Jesus is going to be there and he'll talk to you himself. They had locked the door. But Jesus came in and he stood among them. He said to them, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, because Jesus is cold like that. He already knew. They didn't have to tell him that Thomas don't believe and Thomas ain't trying to hear what you got to say. He didn't need any of that. He already knew because he knows everything. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand here in my side. Do not refuse to believe what is true. Now believe. Verse 28, Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, you believe because you have seen me. Other people have not seen me, but they do believe in me. God is really happy with those people. What was his point? So Thomas had to believe in order to see. So he had to see in order to believe. I said that backwards, my bad. (laughs) But how many of you have in you to believe without seeing? What if God is asking you right now to believe in something you cannot see? That you have no proof that it's going to work out. That you have no proof that the plan, the conversations, the meetings, everything that you've done up to this point, you still have no proof that it's going to come to pass. You have nothing. Because that's what Jesus is addressing with Thomas. He's like, look, I came to you. Yeah, you seen me die along with all these other people. And I'm coming to you to deal with your doubt because I need you to still be able to speak with confidence that I am who I am, that I am alive and well, even if they never see me. But they got to believe that you believe. So I'm going to deal with your doubt at a different level. People, what I need you to get out of all of this, number one, God values you so much. Even when you doubt, he still comes through for you. Because one, he's got a purpose over your life. He created you for a reason. And he believes in his creation. He also knows you have your flaws. So he expects the doubt. He expects you to talk outside your neck sometimes and get a little stupid. But he knows you're going to come back too. (laughs) Because he knows who he is, right? So when you're dealing with doubt, when you're dealing with doubt in your relationships, when you're dealing with doubt in any capacity, right? What I need you to get is that you still have to believe in the value and what you're working towards. That's what you got to hold in your heart. When dealing with doubt, it's a very real thing. It's not that you're not going to deal with it because you are. You're not, it's not that you're not going to face it. You are. There are gonna be times that you all you all are out here pursuing purpose, pursuing something really heavy in your heart that you feel like this is for me. I really feel it. I feel strongly. God is pushing you and showing you different signs that, yeah, you're on the right path. But yet nothing is coming to pass. I told you what I'm walking out right now, right? There are many people that doubt the fact that I'm gonna find a house in this community. Like many. You don't even understand. People closest to me have no true, like absolute foot down on the ground I'm not moving type standard stuff don't believe that I'm gonna find a house because here we are it's May right it's May now guys I gotta go June 1st I got 30 days or however many days is in May whatever and and I can get how they doubt but I also know how God quickly how he can move it's happened in my life before so that's what I hold on to So just like Thomas, you know, Jesus came to him and said, look, I know what you need to believe. And then the same thing God will do for you. He knows what you need to believe. But once he shows you at that point, you got to be confident enough. You have to be firm in your faith enough to still speak the same level of belief that he showed you. Because he's going to show you, right? He's not going to show everybody else. So you still have to be able to be confident in what you believe in your business that's not earning you a lot of money right now. And people are saying, man, you sure you made the right decision? Yep. I am. I don't see it. Well, you know, it's probably what they said about Facebook. It's probably what they said about Instagram. It's probably what they said about uh, this this clubhouse that's out here now. It's probably what they said. Like, anything new that comes out, and people have no reference point. They're going to, or, or they have no, if they have no um, experience, right, or exposure themselves, Again, Thomas was able to see for himself that Jesus was alive. That was his experience. But he's got to go out now and tell other people that Jesus is alive and well, and he's your Savior. But they don't see that. And they don't know that because they didn't see Jesus for themselves, right? So he he has to keep that same hard belief when people doubt him. Same thing we have to do today. When people doubt what you're doing because they don't get it because they haven't been exposed the way God exposed you. and They didn't see the things that God showed you. You still have to be able to stand and say, nah, but I believe. And it's cool if you don't believe right now. You will. You will when you see it. I already see it. And that's okay. That's not for you to shame them or make them feel bad. That's not what Jesus did. Take his example. He knew what Thomas needed to believe. He didn't make him feel bad. He's like, how how dare you? You rocked with me. You should have believed. He understood why he didn't believe. He understood who he was dealing with. A lot of times when you're having these conversations with individuals that don't believe what you believe or are not um, at the level that you are at when it comes to your faith, when it comes to the things that you're working towards, it's okay for them not to believe, but don't shame them, right? Don't make them feel bad because they don't believe. (laughs) God gave it to you. He showed you how you needed to see it. That's all that matters. The rest will come. So when you're dealing with doubt, even within yourself, go back to what he showed you. Go back to the original space in which you saw what you saw from him. And then just walk it out. Walk it out. Be strong in it. Constantly go in your private place where you go and get quiet and just listen to that small, still voice, which is God telling you, I got you. It's going to be good. Just keep going. If there's nothing else I want you to get today in dealing with doubt, God's got you. You're going to be good, but you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep believing. You got to keep pressing. All right. So with that said, family, I hope you took that word. I hope you took it and you you take it and you strive in it and you stride in it and you go at the pace that your purpose is demanding of you in this season. Either way, God's got you. You're going to be good. Keep going. That's all I got for you today. As you know, it's a happy Monday. It's always a happy Monday, which makes for a great week. Well, in my opinion. You should do the same thing. I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing, but make sure you stay connected. Facebook, Instagram, Knock Nation Tribe on Instagram, No Ordinary Church Girl on Facebook. You guys know what to do. Drop it in the DM. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what some topics you are struggling with or some topics you want a different perspective on using the principles of God's word. That's what I'm here for, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. So, family, as I always say, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest to God's best. i see you again soon. Love you.